tuning in to the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Grimsters. Welcome back. It's time for the AfterBuzz TV Grim After Show. I hope you guys are all excited. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sending emails. Wow, we're so excited. <laughs> we had to tell other people. All right, guys, thanks so much. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Back, as always, you can tweet me throughout the week, throughout the show, at ThatZachWilson, or using the hashtag ABTVGrim. Make sure you find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all those places, and uh, rate, subscribe, do all those fancy things. My fantastic panel is all here. Mm-hmm. Yell Teagle. Hi, everybody. You can tweet at me uh, at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T A U R I J A Y. I like why? how you went radio jockey on that. Why? <laughs> I, like that why. I like that it ended with like a question. Like why? <laughs> like why not tweet me? Okay. Well, guys, you know what you should do. Yeah. You should cherish those who seek the truth, but beware those who find it. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted, and I didn't know it. Um, oh, that was a great one. Um, the opening quote of tonight's episode. Um, I guess the truth behind... It's going for the truth behind whatever the F is going on in Portland right now. Um, Because we got a lot of secrets, a lot of mysteries going on between uh, Wemlinger, our... What, our weird... Well, we I know what he is. He's a Cajada Veal. But Mm -hmm. Cajada Veal? Say it again. Cajada Veal. Okay. Wait, Um, say Veal? I thought it was veal. I wrote it down as veal. Okay, no, not I'm, spelled that way. No, no, He's now, not now a baby I'm cow. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I was like, that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. God. All right, Shut all up, right. <laughs> um, between him, we've got the uh, the SGA secret yeah. government agency. Yeah. Uh, I think. Sorry, just the 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 claw people that we've been referring to as the claw group. I think we should start referring to them as the uprising. That's what, yeah, that's what I said last week. You know? Okay, but now I'm approving I kind of yelled that for calling them the uprising. No, not the SG, SGO. SGO, yeah. No, 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 no. The, the Yeah, the claw people. <clears throat> the uprising. Yeah. The ones who, like, tore up the city of yes. Portland. Right. The picture yeah. in half, like, on the screen yeah. last at the end of last week's Great. episode. I am now approving it. <laughs> <laughs> Still under review on my side, though. <laughs> that's what we've been waiting for, is my approval. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we have the SGA. And oh. the uprising. SGO. SG. Oh, what did I say? SGA. The yeah. SGO. You know, secret government organization. <laughs> oh, I was cause ca- cause <laughs> I was calling them agency. Oh, okay. Um, I'll take SG any vowel. <laughs> let's, let's settle on one secret right now. Society. Let's let's say <laughs> let's say O. Let's say SGO. Oh. SGO. It's guys. the SGO guys. Whew. Just to be clear, I approve. Until the the, sh- the showrunners like actually name, name it. Them. Right. Yeah. Um, but so. James Ferran says, no, they're the claw and they're led by a doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. 
Anyway, um, thank you guys to everyone in the chat roll for joining us. Uh, stick around if you're watching live because we're going to have a giveaway yeah. later in the show um, via the live chat. So those of you that tuned in live are going to be uh, excited that you did. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Let's uh, so let's get into this episode. I want to start with what felt at the top like a Vessen of the Week story, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what was so good about it is that it felt very much like the standard Grim episode. Like, yeah. we're, okay, we're going back. We got a bad guy. We're we're shaking it up a little bit with like what Hank has to deal with with this guy Pogue. Yeah, um, but it's still the standard Vessen of the Week story. But the way that they ended it was fantastic because it wasn't. Yeah, it was and it wasn't. Is it is it like a like a to be continued two parter? I don't see. Here's the thing. I think it's not a two parter, and that's the best scenario. Yeah, because it's not like this. We're going to see this guy come back next week, and then he goes away. This. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a building block in what is going to be a at least half season long arc. It's mm-hmm. the big arc for the season. The big bad is the uprising. Okay, and this is the be- like we're starting to see the pieces of it. That now we see where they got their money. They've been embezzling it from mm-hmm. various organizations, shipping it off to Puerto Rico. So you don't think Wimbledon's coming back? Uh, Wemlinger. Yeah, Wimbledon. Wemlinger <laughs> got shot. He is dead. What? what? Wait. Yes, you are correct. What? Did I miss something? Wu shot him in yeah. the oh, chest right, right, right. Oh, with right. multiple oh, bullets. Yeah, I forgot. He's so, coming. Guys, I'm gonna be real honest. Um, once the end of the episode happened, I forgot the whole rest of the episode. Don't worry, <laughs> y'all. Gonna We're gonna honest. talk about it. No, I know, him. but I just want to be honest that like that happened. I went, yeah, I don't remember what else happened this episode. <laughs> um, so he's not coming back. <laughs> right. Sorry, I apologize, guys. Um, but <laughs> so, his so actions, but his actions absolutely yes. will. What did you guys think about this story about how it ended? Did you enjoy it as a as a best end of the week story, or what did you think about how they played it? Okay, well, I I kind of uh, I called that he was part of the cl- or the uprising mm-hmm. uh, from the moment that he made his nine one one call and was so adept at essentially being fake sad. Um, I was like, he's got to be like trained in some way, and then I was like, oh, what if he's the money guy for the uprising? So like I like that I like being right so that's a thing, um, but also I I do like that it tied in and that like it wasn't just like the standard oh man there's a vessel what is it oh my gosh Mama Rosalie d- identifies and then we just move on to the next week and never mm-hmm. speak of it again. Um, yeah, it almost didn't matter what type of vessel he yeah. was; it was yeah. irrelevant. Right. Um, I really liked the the idea of us seeing. That these crazy crimes that are inexplicable are still occurring, and now that uh, Nick is off grim duty and is on baby duty, we have to see um, Hank deal with that and like try to explain it away in a way that he hasn't had to in a long time. And Wu also like having to help explain it. 
Well, now they're Nick's shoes. Yeah. Well, it's it's a little bit of it's a tough situation for them because it sort of showed how much of a disadvantage they're at mm-hmm. being now in this world yeah. where they know that this guy's probably Vesson, right. but completely unable to prove it mm-hmm. without Nick's help. They need a Grim. Yeah. They need a Grim to help them do it. And now Hank is in Nick's old shoes of being like, no, partner, it was just, just gardening tools. That's <laughs> like, a great explanation. I feel, I feel like this is a thing. I feel like we should keep following this. Can you explain to me why you brought Burkhardt in for this? Yeah. Uh, just second opinions? I don't, I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, I felt terrible for Prague in that moment where he's like, what? What, I'm not good enough for you? <laughs> like, he's the second girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of what he is. Yeah. Like, Hank's, like, I don't need a partner. <laughs> no, just, I'm, he needs a partner, though. I just really like that he was like, to Renard, he was like, how how am I supposed to, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And Renard's like, figure it out. Because <laughs> he doesn't have any answers. Yeah. Captain's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. what do you think Nick did all this time? Like, yeah. Yeah. Worked it out. But I, I mean, as much as I, I wish we would skip Vesson of the Week, I, I like the idea of seeing Hank deal with um, the situation. And I like that this, that we're, instead of just Vesson of the Week, it is relevant Vesson of the Week. Well, right. here's the thing that I think was so great about this episode is that I never felt like we're, except for maybe the first minute mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we're setting up the Vesson of the Week. Yeah. It never felt like a Vesson of the Week story because it wasn't hunting down what kind of Vesson he is and right. how to kill him. It was, there's a crime. Mm-hmm. Nick wants to be involved in this crime because that is what his life is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is disrupted by the fact that he's not supposed to be at work anymore. And Hank now has to deal with this. It is throwing... It was more about how this case affected the people that like we care about. Like, Nick need, <clears throat> like wanting to be there, but he's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Hank having to be there, but not being able to deal with the things yeah. that he's presented with. It was more about that than it was about the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course, we got some of that with like the U.S. Marshals, and it was, but again, yeah. it was about Nick like trying to help right. and not being able to. Mm-hmm. Although Captain had a good idea of like, that was smart. A little, a little slow, but <laughs> it was smart. Yeah. Um, I mean, those... The U.S. Marshals. Somebody in the chat roll was like, those U.S. Marshals are idiots. I think they did as much as they could. They don't know what's up. Yeah, but also, yeah. like, this guy, is he's charged with money laundering. Like, that's what they needed him for. Yeah. thats He's a, he's a pencil pusher. Yeah. But they're telling you, you have cops telling you, this is a key suspect in a murder investigation. Maybe stop and listen. Right. But <laughs> they're, they see two of them, small yeah. guy reasonable yeah. to think they can handle it. Right. Right. Yep. And then they're both dead. <laughs> Gross. Like blood everywhere. Yeah, seriously. This so was, good. It was I was I will <laughs> say that like that whole everything that took place in that uh gas station was very well shot and it was very very well lit and beautiful. Like even especially when the cops were there, so it was the combination of the green light of the uh atmosphere and then the red and the blue. Mm-hmm. That was really well done. I also really like that it reminded me that in Portland, that people gas up your car. Yes. That also, I was like, oh, I forgot that's a thing. Yeah, there's some gas stations in L.A. that do it, and all gas stations in New Jersey. I uh, forgot that that's a thing. Yeah. I was like, wait, there's a guy gassing up their car. <laughs> yeah, there's a moment where you're like, 
who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> They're in cahoots. <laughs> um, he's a member he of the lived, uprising. He lived. Um, the gas attendant. I imagine he just went back inside. I don't think there was any reason for uh, Wimbledon Wemlinger <laughs> to go back. He wouldn't have gone back in like out of his way to kill this guy. I think it was he probably killed the two U.S. marshals and then ran. Sure, right, fine. I want to imagine that guy's dead. <laughs> sure. Um, why? I don't know why you want this poor gas attendant to be dead. People can pump their own. Have his <laughs> throat ripped out by a cahada veal. New line. Morgan. <laughs> Go on. He makes veal of people. Ha! Ugh. Good one. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but at the the big thing that like is like driving this arc forward is mm-hmm. the very end of this storyline with Patty or Betty. Betty, yeah, I wrote it down as Patty and then fixed it to be Betty. Um, <laughs> Betty and Wemlinger mm-hmm. um, in cahoots in this like crazy hacker heaven of yeah. an apartment. Yeah, but uh, as soon as she was there, I was like, she's involved. Yeah, of course. In the beginning, like that wasn't a surprise, and I felt like it was it was very naive of Hank to like accept it. Yeah, that that she was there and it, and he she wasn't involved. I think it was reasonable. I didn't really suspect her. I think I got into that like standard like standard uh, Law and Order mode where it's like they go to the other people involved in the case, mm-hmm. they give like X detail, right, and then we leave them alone and never see them again. Yeah, but it's always as as the SVU host here on After Buzz, <laughs> it's always the person who just gives like the oh, didn't you know this fact? And then disappears. That's the killer. Always. Hmm. It's that person. It's Betty. Yeah, fair enough. It's the why were you called? Oh, I was real close to them. Yeah, you're involved. I will say, as soon as they like got in, as soon as they got into the apartment, like she's totally involved. Like, yeah, of course. Which was like, so I was screaming at the television about them like leaving her alone. (laughs) She's like, uh, not to reenact it, but like she was saying how he forced her, but it was like her apartment. Yeah, Yeah. all of that stuff was set up in her (laughs) apartment. Yeah, Um, I like at the end when what's the new? I don't like this new partner. What's his name? Um, Pogue. Pogue. New new partner. I'm calling him newbie. Um, (laughs) He when he was like, wait, they were having an affair. I was like. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Let's <laughs> totally. go with that. <laughs> I mean, I would totally like. I thought that was a reasonable thing. Like, yeah. she fell in love with him, and he used her. Sure, like that's a normal. Like <laughs> that's a normal relationship. Well, but like if you're when you're dealing with these kinds of crimes, like yes. Law and Order Absolutely. would do that. Absolutely, right. and you would 100 percent believe that like this person mm-hmm. fell in love with this guy, or this guy tricked her into falling in love with him, and he used her to do any kind of money making scheme that I've he came never up with. Yeah. Wanted an SVU Grimm crossover more than I do right now. <laughs> Look, I can tell you from the Bone Sleepy Hollow crossover, no. <laughs> oh, I thought no, you were going to say it's possible. a thousand times no. <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely. I feel like it would be really good because essentially it would be their first like non-Vessin <clears throat> kill and then at the end the whole story could be like oh, it turns out that humans can be monsters too. <laughs> right? It'll be the series finale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I'm putting the kibosh on this. Right. Don't let NBC think of it, because Fox royally messed it I up. I SVU keeps crossing over with the other Dick Wolf properties. They might as well cross over That's with Grimm. That's fine, though, because <laughs> they don't have magic. 
(laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Um, So, but as they are, like, the two big moments that really drive, that turn this from a Vessen of the Week story Mm -hmm. into a much bigger arc-driving storyline are... The claw mark on the mirror mm-hmm. when uh, after at his kill of the, U- the two U.S. marshals, and then they're seen deleting tons of files at the very end. Mm-hmm. And there's that quick moment where you see a, pi- a spy picture of Captain Renard Yay. on her computer. She's deleting everything, coupled with she shouts like the mantra of the uprising at them as she dies. Yeah. Um, Let's talk. Let's deal with the photo. Well, I mean, we can deal with all of it at yeah. once, I guess. What I, are you guys? What are you thinking? So I at that moment went, "Oh man, I have to sit and rewatch this and like see all the images." And I didn't, and I will. That's <laughs> 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 what I want to say. I'm going to stop and do screenshots and, and and tweet those out for people, unless somebody already has. And if you did, I think they should win whatever prize. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that should be our challenge. Is who can send us screenshots of all the things she was deleting? <laughs> um, maybe another week. <laughs> all right, I will give you a prize. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. If somebody does that, I'm giving them a prize. All right, there you go. Challenge nice. sent out there. You have until next episode to do it. <laughs> all right. Because um, I, I mean, think I'm sure there was other stuff that we missed. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was very, it was a very quick scene. Right. I didn't have time to go through and frame by frame it. Right. I, maybe this week. No. Or uh, someone is going to do oh, it. Yeah, and or I somebody will give does it for prize. us. Uh, <laughs> um, people are saying crossovers that other crossovers <laughs> that we could do instead. It's like uh, Constantine, Gravity oh. Falls. Uh, Constantine's already doing its crossover with Arrow this year. Why oh, stop? Yeah. Um, you know what? I would love him on this show. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think we need any crossovers. I'm fine with Grimm just living. <laughs> You're on real its nervous own. because of what happened with. Uh, Look, Bones it just it, like it, we were all left in this weird like purgatory of uh, of like it's not a cro- it, like there's magic in this world. There's not magic in this world at the same time. Yeah, made no sense mm-hmm. uh, as like as a viewer of the magical show. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so the big, the, what she shouts as, and this is like huge, uh, I think I have massive predictions off of this. Okay. She shouts, occultatum libera. Yeah. Occultatum libera. I believe is what she shouted. Okay. Um, which as Monroe helpfully points out, loosely translates to free the hidden. Mm-hmm. Mm. Going back to my prediction from last week. This is a this is Vessen who are tired of hiding and they want to just be themselves, mm-hmm. which is a popular theme. I was going to join us for Doctor Who tonight at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, yeah, I also was like, what, are all my shows doing this? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> And okay. it, I mean, the symbol for the the claw is also eerily similar yeah. to what the Zygon uh, resistance symbol is in yeah. Doctor Who. But we're talking about Grimm. Right. We're talking about Grimm right now. Um, it's kind of happening. Um... That's... Down, down, down Nabby? 
This is not Sleepy Hollow After Show. Uh, <laughs> um, is that what that was? Yes, that was Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. Or Sleeping to Abbey, as fans of that show may know it. Anyway, moving back to DeGrim. Uh, Wait, is this Grim? We have wandered <laughs> so far off the topic. Occult Tatum Libera. Okay. We're just what do you guys think? My, as, I, as I said, to reiterate, my theory yeah. is that this is about the Vessen who are sick of living in the shadows, yeah. which is reasonable. I think reasonable thing. I, I agree. Um, I, think, I think because of our current Doctor Who situation, we're all on the same boat. They're like, oh, this is very clearly this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's where we're headed, especially after the end of last season where there was a little bit of this... Um, this like the guy who made the video in the haunted house mm-hmm. um, and like other stuff where it seems like it's being more revealed to the world. And I think because we have the SGO um, and people were pointing out that the SGO might be either an offshoot or like people who've left the, um, the what are they called? Are ta- the uprising? The, no, or the SGO the... left uh, the, what's the, the council? Yes. The council. That's where I was. That's in council. Yes. Um, I feel like it's it's the opposing group of... The SGO might be part of the council against the uprising. Yes. Um, and so, like, there's this whole war of bubbling, and I'm so excited. <laughs> um, well, it's great. I think that what I, what I would love to see from this season mm-hmm. is a simplification of all the cre- all the massive amounts of organizations that we've started dealing with. Yeah. And we got a little bit of where they acknowledge that, where they're like, there's so many symbols for I like the Verat that. and yeah. for the, um, the Wolf Songle. The Wolf Songle, yeah. yeah. Um, just an, like there's, I mean, it's uh, the Vessen is not a small community. There are millions of Vessen all over the world, if mm-hmm. not billions. Yeah. And so, of course, there are going to be different factions. But in terms of what we're dealing with on the show, the royals are not going to be dealt with anymore. Yeah. We've gotten that information from the showrunners. Right. Like, mm-hmm. at least this season. Not that they're going away entirely. Right. We're just right. not focused on them right now. Yeah. So, left in play are the Vessen Council, mm-hmm. who I I can't imagine are not going to come into play very soon. I if, mean, especially Rosalie name-dropped them uh was it last week where uh, she said I'll call them, but I don't think they'll know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're clear. I mean, this is literally, if, if we're right, if our prediction is right, this is exactly what the council is against. Mm-hmm. That is like, literally, you're asking for a war between these two organizations. Yeah. Because, and I mean, who knows? Maybe the seat is the secret government organization and an arm of the Vesson council. Right. I believe yes. they, they are. I would agree with that. Um, which we have no confirmation. We just that is a prediction. Yeah. Yes. Um. I mean, <clears throat> we have one big connection to one big chiseled connection to the resistance. We do. <laughs> I like the, the statue, way you right? described him. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, of course, we're talking about Meisner. Who? <laughs> Meisner. <laughs> This was really funny. I looked at some reviews um, yes. on just like other just other sites like the AV Club and was it like, descriptions of his body. No, but it was just like somebody like one of the reviews was just like, oh, and that guy Meisner, who you might remember from like X Y Z old episodes, was it was as if they like they were clearing up who this person was right. for other people, and we're just like, no, this Meisner, like. That's very clear. Do, do you Meisner. not remember this character? We talk about him all the time. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's so important. Um, the key. Are we are we there yet? Can we talk about him? Is that what's happening now? Yes. We're, yes. Okay, because we had some questions last week about the accent, and this week again, the accent. I'm not sure what's happening with this accent. I'm not sure if he has one. I 
I could have sworn Damien the actor had an accent and now I don't know anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be that essentially he is a chameleon in that the first time we met him he Absolutely. he was he wasn't in uh America. He was out like he was He was in with the world. Yeah. Yeah. So like he could have been speaking uh, in an accent there to fit in more and now that he's in Portland he's trying to fit into Portland sure so that could be it okay that could work also, um, or okay. his I mean which side is he is, or the, the answer is he's playing one side right. against the other um, I, I don't think he's really a merc um, I don't think he's a mercenary mm. um, you I don't think, think he ever was no, I okay. think there is someone that he is working with or for. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is, but I don't think he is a mer- like, He's too involved at this point to be a mercenary. Mm-hmm. Right. A mercenary is a soldier that you send with a specific task. Right. He, at this point, seems way too involved in whatever the SGO is doing, whatever the resistance is doing. He's been found in too many places to be a mercenary. Okay. Right. That's how I feel about it. Right. <laughs> I like it. Um... That last and scene. the big okay, so oh, the big last scene, and don't God. don't worry, guys. The chat roll. We will absolutely go back, and we'll, we're going to talk about Nick and the house and Nataland <laughs> and all that stuff. Okay, um, we will, and there will be time for it. But this is where we are right now. Oh yeah, we Meisner are. and the cage. <laughs> What's in the cage? Okay, um, I'm going to say it. I think Hex and Beast Juliet is in the cage. You think this is a? Uh, I think this is a Juliet is dead. Hex and Beast that is in that body is alive. I believe Bitsy is returning. Interesting. I'm, I'm making a bold prediction. That okay. is, a, I mean, that they kept it real quiet if that's what's happening. Yeah, I'll say also this. Him coming out of the cage after fighting with something in there. It's not Diana, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not Trouble because it was animalistic sounds and Trouble can speak. Right. Um, yeah, and trouble. Tr- that's true, though. It. I think we can cross trouble off the list right. because she would have been yelling at mm-hmm. him. We would have heard her swearing at him yeah. or like just call like, yeah. "What are you doing?" Like she would right. have spoken. Yes. Yeah. Um. But him and the and the shirt and the. <laughs> <laughs> um, to support you, yell, drink some water, please. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, to support your claim. Um, I would mm-hmm. I would support that by referencing Adeline, <clears throat> Adeline's uh, kind of talk mm-hmm. earlier where she's referring to the Hex and Beast as a different entity and that, like, it kind of overtakes her and if it comes back, then it will make her a different person. So, uh, effectively, to again, to circle back to your thing, um, it could be that Juliet is dead and now the Hex and Beast is the Beast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it, it like... <clears throat> It does sort of play into what Adeline is talking about, yes. um, where she's not; she doesn't want to be a hexen beast right, again. Exactly. This is the most that we've seen it defined as a hexen. The being a hexen beast has an effect on your personality. It is unlike most Vessen, where it seems to just be a part of who you right. are a hundred percent the hexen beast side and the human side um which odds. all vessin sort of have that human side right. that's right. just how vessin in this world are designed but they are so the, but she's treating it like they are very distinct personalities yeah right and i think i mean uh, if uh, yes 
I want to talk about Adeline when we talk about Adeline. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, <clears throat> but in terms of what this would mean towards Juliet, right. I wanted to bring it yes, up. Yes. I, I think, yeah, I think we're all on the same page that it's very possible that in that cage is the Hexen Beast in Juliet's body played by Bitsy. <laughs> I right. mean, to be honest, I'm trying to, I can't, I don't have anything else that, like, wouldn't be something 100% new. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, the, the only characters that are out of play mm-hmm. at the moment and that we alive. that we know of, yeah, that we know mm-hmm. of would be um, Diana. Right. If you're if you want to stretch, you could say Renard's mom. Yep. Um, Kelly's dead. Uh, we don't know of any other Grimms in this in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I got nothing else. Like no yeah. other known characters that are regulars, even right. semi regulars. Could be in there except Juliet. Yeah. Guys, it's Bud's family. <laughs> <laughs> that would Gotta be, be real impressive. <laughs> they they are if they, they are take, fighters when yeah, they get if into they could it. Take oh, yeah. down Meisner. Whoo! <laughs> he came out with and the shirt. Oh yeah, the, definitely. <laughs> it was beautiful. He wasn't even fighting. They were just trying to get his clothes off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, I'm going to be honest. It was me in the cage. <laughs> so, makes sense. Fun. Makes sense. Oh With the yeah, blood and totally. the shirt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, it's really hot in here now. <laughs> Um, but so, I mean, that is the big, the, the big thing with the cage, I guess, is that we don't know what's in there. More, moreover, we don't know why they're holding this creature. I mean, here's the here's my big question. Yeah. What do you guys think the goal of the SGO is at this point? Goal of SGO. Like, what are they? What are they after? What are they trying to do? Because I'm not sure. I think it's a big question. We have two organizations. We have an idea of what one wants. We don't know what the other one's after. Right. I mean, I I think I we had talked about it last week in that uh, it could be um, even either an offshoot or a subdivision or just a separate entity from the council because they they seem to be doing exactly what the council does, but more efficiently and more in the modern using more modern methods and kind of militantly. Yeah, because like the council was all about just sending uh, anytime that. A Vessen was exposed, they would just send an assassin, which is real archaic. But like, if you have this as this like organization that has come together, essentially is able to wipe out any evidence of the existence of Vessen, then it becomes a more efficient group. And I think that that's the main thing, and that's what would put them at odds against this group that wants to be out in the open. Is that their whole goal is to make sure that that never happens. Cool. Yeah, um, I agree. I also think that. Um... Because it seemed like what, what we knew up until this point was that they're looking to use a Grim to find bad Vessen. Mm-hmm. And and I think that originally that was what they did, is that they just took care of bad Vessen um, in the way that Grims have the whole time. But now because of the uprising, they've kind of switched focus, maybe? Or they've realized that this is what they need to be doing now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I they definitely think that they're part of the council, that they're trying to keep the Vessen hidden. Yeah. It, it adds up. Yeah. Um, it would certainly fit with where Meisner has been mm. with the resistance. It, he, it, he keeps a similar company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Here's my question. Why, if, if this, this is a group of Vessen, why do they need a Grim? Because Vessen can see other Vessen. 
so they don't necessarily need a Grim to identify the like bad Vessen because they know. Because Meisner is not Vessen so right. far that we know of, so that's why they need a Grim. Well, but, but he's to. saying they have, they have tons of Vessen on their team. Yeah. Why? I think, you know, I think they're just stacking their deck. Yeah. Uh, a Grim is very powerful, even amongst Vessen. They could, it's just like going after a specific Vessen that you want to recruit that would be useful to your cause. A Grim is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Most Vessen are scared of Grim. Yeah. So you get an intimidation factor if you have a Grim on your team. Uh-huh. Not that Meisner isn't threatening. Thank you. But he doesn't have. <laughs> Eyes that that are dark as like the darkest black of a black hole. That's true. Right. He has beautiful eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't have the same threatening presence to a Vessen that Meisner does. Right. Mm. So he's a higher intimidation <laughs> oh God, yeah. check. Yeah. Sorry. I, um, okay. So <laughs> while Yell swoons, I want to talk. I want to do a quick uh, talk to you guys, as you've heard before, about iTunes. And stay tuned because at the end of this, I'm going to tell you how you can win those Meisner uh, mask fan things. They're Meisner mask Comic-Con. fans. Well, <laughs> they they are masks, and they can also be used as a fan. Yeah, but you said Meisner. Did I say Meisner? <laughs> yeah. Monroe. M names. It's confusing. They're Monroe masks. Those are two things you do not yeah, Monroe. Well, it's because the the masks are used for acting, and the, so you use them with the Meisner. Um, but I wanna I wanna shout, I wanna give some shout outs to Yay. the people on iTunes. If you go to iTunes, rate and review us. Hit it. Share with review. It only takes ten seconds of your time. Make it short. Make it long. We want to know what your thoughts on the show are. We want to know that you're enjoying it and that you're having a good time. And uh, let us know <laughs> about your thoughts on Yell's uh, crush. I don't know. I think like that would be a fun Tell comment to, to topic down. on. Um, um, but but I want before you give a shout out for iTunes. I, uh, I last week we were given the um, the pronunciation of the Laufer group, and it was Laufer. Okay, just cool. Okay. So thank you to Grim Wiki for correcting that. Thank you, thank you, Grim Wiki. Yeah. Um, but but JD One Q says, uh, "Duh, great show, five <laughs> stars, duh. great content plus great host equals duh, great show." <laughs> Smiley face. Duh. <laughs> um, and Prodigal358 says, Welcome back, you grimtastic panel. Yay. Uh, hi, everyone. Missed you all on this podcast a lot. What a great episode to kickstart the season. Can't wait to hear what you think. Thank you, Prodigal. Yay. Um, and now I'm going to flip back over to the chat roll. All right, guys. So here's how it's going to work. We're going we're gonna to be giving these these little mask things around from San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Your San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. You can't get them anywhere else. Except for here. Um, except for here. Oh, yeah. Um, and so in the chat roll, I want it, the first person who can tell me who the quote of the week is from. Once again, the quote was, cherish those who seek the truth, but beware of those who find it. Who originally said that quote? Where is the source material from? If you tell me, you uh, you win a Monroe mask. And then we'll have to get your Twitter to get in touch and yeah. stuff. So put that in, and then also put your... Uh, we'll call out the winner, and then I'll need your Twitter. Um, also, don't forget, I'm actually going to give away a prize for people who send <laughs> screenshots from the... Uh, yes. I just want to remind just people. Just tweet them at us. Yeah, tweet them we'll at us, and there. I actually have a prize to give. It is a video game. Stop using actually like we're not going to... <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to know that I'm I'm not just being <laughs> I mean it right. Um, but in the meantime, because oh, we only have a few minutes, we only have about ten minutes left. So <clears> I want to <throat> make sure that we talk about Adeline, yes. Kelly, and Nick. Um, oh, it's Grimaniac. 
Yay. With the oh, win. Oh, now Grim Maniac has time for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grim Maniac uh, pulls it out. So uh, I think I think we already have you on Twitter. But drop it in there just so I know for yeah. sure. Uh, congratulations. And those of you who still want to win those Monroe masks, don't hold out or ho- keep holding out. Wait. <laughs> the point is, you can still win. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> We're, we, I have about six of them, so yeah. and we're going to be giving them away for different different ways. Uh, some on the live chat, some on on iTunes or via YouTube, all different ways. So yeah. make sure to keep stay tuned, keep coming back each week to find out how to win. Yeah. Um, Congratulations! <laughs> now that you have time for us. <laughs> oh he, yeah, now that you, <laughs> all right. Last week, Nataland. Yes. Uh, I am just calling them Nataland to save time. Uh, yeah. Yes. Do you know? Well, first question off the top. How do we feel about this back in this? I don't. I'm not going to call it a relationship, yeah. but in the, in that sense right. that they're together. But the relationship between building these between these two characters. Okay. Um. I love that we are building this relationship. I was really concerned because all of a sudden last season, um, as soon as Juliet went bad and everybody started hating her, everyone was super pro Adeline and Nick, and I just didn't see it right because. Mm-hmm. The only thing they had in common was this they they had a they're pregnant with a baby and it's because she tricked him. So now seeing them having to get to know each other and seeing her without the hex and beast being a good person and seeing him learn that she's allergic to tomatoes. Like this I'm okay with and this I will accept and this will grow and I think that's great. And it's again these writers are putting in the effort to make it feel right. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. Um, I think it's it's still weird and they need to continue to play this awkwardness between them because she, first off, yes, there's a lot of death in this house, but also like she and him have a long history of um, butting heads mm-hmm. and I think that as much as I like seeing them getting to know each other and becoming a relationship I also want to see that it's super awkward because it should be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Sorry, Tara. So I was just going to say, and Adeline plays it really well. Mm-hmm. Like, the acting in these scenes are phenomenal. Claire is amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I agree. I like that it's a slow build. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you finally, because I feel like this is the first time you, you really get a sense of Adeline as a human being. Yeah. Because um, she's been an- antagonistic, <clears throat> and you've seen her vulnerable, but you haven't seen her as, like, a relatable character. Yeah, and this is also, she points out that she has no job, she has no home, and she has no friends. Yeah. And I was like, good, like, good that we understand these things. Not good that she doesn't have these, but like, good that we, because when we first met her, if you guys remember, season one, she was a lawyer. Yeah, I was actually, I had to look it up. I'm like, that's right, she totally had a career. She was like the strong career woman when we met her. Where's this character gone? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to see her go back into law. Like, I would like to see her go back to work. Not now, because she just had a baby. I get maternity <laughs> leave. But I mean, like, I would like to see her have more to do with her time than just be this witch, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'd like also, I like the idea of her and Rosalie becoming friends, because Rosalie is, is everyone's friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Rosalie is just so sweet. Mm-hmm. That she's everyone's friend. Yes. Um, and I like the idea of them becoming girlfriends, especially because if the prediction of um, Hex and Beast Juliet is right, then she's going to be pissed. Oh, yeah. 
Um, I also like the idea of her being a lawyer so that instead of having a crossover with Law & Order, we just have it in the show. Nice. So that she can be the justification as... So she can argue why these Vestin cases are uh, normal. Yeah. So that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Turn this show into Vestin SVU. (laughs) I would actually love to see... SVU? if, If we... I don't want to go into the procedural mode of this show. Right. But if we had to, <laughs> and we added in Adeline. As a, like, as the second half you do the courtroom. Yeah, the courtroom <laughs> half of SV, or like, any law and order. Yeah. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I would watch the hell out of that show. Yeah. You, uh, you and me both. Uh, and then do an after show for it. I Ab- probably would. Yep. I mean, I, I'm here already doing it. So, um, but so here's With the question. Meisner, sorry. Here's, here's my question for you guys. Yeah. Should Nick and Adeline stick together? Like right now, they're sort of in this weird, this, I don't, I mean, you could say in your answer if you think that they should be together together or just keep living together where there's like he she's in the she's in the guest room whatever house they may be in mm-hmm. do you think that they should continue to live together and be this if not a couple Parental a team? team i think it's headed towards a couple i mean i think that's where we're headed and i think that that's what we're gonna get are you happy about that i will be okay. um that said I would really... We all know who I think she should be with, but if she can't be with him, I'm available. Meisner, to be clear. Yes. Um, oh, it's been Meisner. a while since since Madeline. I guess we need a different name. There's really, really hard to What's hear Adel the difference. What's Eisner? It was Adel- Adel- Oh, it was Adelizner, yeah. just to make this really difficult? Because <laughs> yeah. the Vesson names aren't difficult enough. Adelizner. Sure. Why, I bet for this show, yes, Adelizner. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adelizner and Ma- and Nataland. Nataland. Um, Tari, what do you think? Um, I I personally I don't want them to be a couple. I feel like that's too easy. Like for it's just to be like, all right, now that they have a baby together, of you course they're going to be people to get together. <laughs> I want it to. I, I don't want it to be forced. Is the is the thing? Like just because you have a child together doesn't mean that you have to end up together. Like not to uh, spoil scrubs or anything, but. The main character had a baby, and he didn't end up with his his baby's mother. Spoiler alert! Yeah, go, go on. Uh, Years out <laughs> of the spoiler warning all right. zone. All right. And I feel like that's more. It's more progressive, and it's more re- uh, realistic. realistic. Yes. I. The thing is, uh, she's had not. I'm not talking about uh, the like physical relationships. She's had relationships with other people on the show, um, like Renard, and um, I think it would be interesting to have like let's Brady Bunch it let's put them all in a house together with all the kids you know what I mean like you gotta get Diana in there and we got Kelly and Bernard and Meisner and Nick it's the Grim Mansion (laughs) I mean coming this fall to Bravo (laughs) why would it be on Bravo because it's a reality show about a bunch of people living under one roof and making mistakes what'd you call it the Grim Mansion the Grim Mansion (laughs) No, we need Dylan back to name things. <laughs> like Trouble in Paradise. He's already here. And Blue's Clues. Yeah, he we'll find a name. That's, that's not a Dylan, Dylan worthy name. Whoever you are. It's not a Dylan worthy name. Ow. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's interesting. The chat role is, is uh, divided. A lot of people think that it should be um, stick together. Like Raw Tilt says stick together, but not a couple. Mm. Um, 
retro outside the box says let them be friends um melissa davis says yes stick together um uh but then says heck i don't mind if they're a couple Hmm. um i thought even last season they were building this dynamic between the two of them that very much lent itself to being a couple yeah, I think they, they. I think it just, may just be that David and David Giantinelli and Claire Coffey have a great chemistry. Yeah, they've been working together for years now. Right. Yeah. And this is their fifth season, so yes, they would have. They have a good chemistry. They mm-hmm. play off each other well. It could work. Essence of West End. <laughs> there it is. Thanks, Dylan. Uh, um, <laughs> little little factoid with Ke- with Baby Kelly. Did you notice that Monroe and Rosalie they had they built their little crib yeah. and inside there were two toys, two stuffed animals, a wolf and a fox. Oh, I totally uh, noticed. Nice. <laughs> Adorbs. I yeah, it was great. It was great. Oh, all right. Man. Oh, all right. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Real quick, um, we won't even do the segment, but a sound, a quick. Prediction as we sign off. Um, Miser sticking around for a few more episodes because something is going to happen. That much I know. <laughs> All right, Tari? Um, Diana's going to make an appearance, and then the SGO uh, are going to uh, be in contention with Nick. Blah. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my big prediction, uh, Occultatum Libra, Vessin are coming out, yeah. and but I think by the season's end, Vessin are public. The public oh. is fully aware. By it's end my, of season or half season? Uh, by end of by end of season. Okay. By end of season, Vess and R public. All right, Yell Teagle, where can people keep up with you? You can keep up with me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, everything else, at Yell Teagle. That's where I would give away prize, at Yell Teagle, Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-E-Y. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson. T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. Both a whole, a whole bunch of shows here at After Buzz, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Doctor Who, The Muppets, a whole bunch. Uh, guys, I'm Zach Wilson. Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.